0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. Always glad that you join us for good, solid dental information from some of dentistry's leading experts that can impact your career and your practice. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have one of our dear friends join us. And that is dental infection control guru, dare I say, Mary Gavoni. Hey Mary, how are you? I'm great, Kevin. How are you? I am so good because I get to talk to you, uh, you know, and, and I love picking your brain. And and I love that uh, the last podcast we did was kind of the introduction of the podcast that you're now doing, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But, but let's talk about the hot topic at hand. I know there's a lot of buzz out there right now about what has come out from OSHA. Yes. And, and I wanted to pick your brain on your take on it what, you know, kind of the 30,000 foot view of what it is and what dental practices and dental assistants really need to know about
1: this. Absolutely. Um, well, last week, uh, OSHA introduced its interim final standard called the Emergency Temporary Standard. It hasn't actually been published as of today, which is what is today, June 17th. Uh, yep. yep. Um, in the federal register. So once it is published in the federal register, then it becomes effective. Um, It may become a permanent standard. So a good thing for dental assistants and dental practices to know is that 30 days from when it's published, there is a comment period where anyone that's interested, concerned, whatever, can make comments to OSHA there's information we'll share about that, um, whether they agree or disagree with the standard and whether they think it should become a permanent standard. So there's an opportunity there to um, voice your opinions. But for the most part, and the ADA and other dental groups have been saying, which is absolutely accurate, dentistry is mostly exempt from this practice. (laughs) But that concerns me because I, my fear is that people are going to read the headline or hear something and hear the word exempt and figure, okay, we don't have to do any of this crazy COVID stuff anymore. We're done, we go back to the old way. And that is not true. Mm. Um, First of all, you have to qualify yourself to be exempt from the standard. And so um, OSHA put together a flow chart, sort of a decision tree of how you determine whether your employment setting is covered by the standard. And the two, well, the three qualifiers that dentistry should meet are, number one, they're a non-hospital-based ambulatory care setting. And ambulatory care is something that's oh, I guess perceived mostly as medical services, but it's any healthcare services provided outside of a hospital setting. Mm. So dental practices qualify. Number two is that all non-employees are screened for symptoms of COVID-19. And I know because I've gotten lots of phone calls, even experienced it with my own dentist, that they've stopped screening employees because they think they don't have to anymore. But if you're not screening employees, then you're covered by this emergency temporary standard. So I would say get the digital thermometers or the non-touch thermometers back out, get those questionnaires back out and start asking the the screening questions. And then the third qualifier, which is maybe a little more difficult, is that you have to make sure that no one, Employee, anyone, employee or patient or anyone comes into your facility that has symptoms of covid nineteen or is covid nineteen positive? So screening helps us to determine that., uh, but many folks are not even screening employees anymore, especially if they're vaccinated. right. So that that screening has to remain in place. and, we haven't really seen a, a lot of interpretation on this, but I think we maybe will get some in the future, which is that if a practice is going to perhaps provide emergency treatment for a patient who has COVID-19, maybe they have an abscess tooth or a toothache, or they have a crown that's come unseated. If they allow anybody to come into their facility with COVID-19, then that immediately means they're covered by the emergency temporary standard. So I think the bottom line here is for dental practices not to get too concerned about this emergency temporary standard because OSHA says, that we must follow all the CDC guidance. And so the CDC guidance is still in place, talking about wearing respirators for um, aerosol generating procedures, for screening patients, for screening employees. So as long as a practice is following all that CDC guidance for dental settings, then they're good to go. But they do need to have an OSHA required COVID-19 plan, which could certainly follow the CDC guidance, and they have to have a COVID-19 hazard assessment. Mm -hmm. Now, the ADA has published a number of documents that are are excellent. Um, Some of them are in the members only, Um, section of the ADA website. So the dental assistants would need to um, have their doctors log in or log in with their doctor's member information to access these. And the most recent one that the ADA put out was from this past Monday on June 14th. And it's got key points about this emergency temporary standard. So I would encourage people to look at that.
0: You know, I, I I get the feeling that we're all so anxious to go back, you know, in time to two years ago. Not that we want to relive what we've been through, but right. still, you know, the no screening and we we want to get back to, you know, and I'm using air quotes here, normal. But, yeah. but it sounds like to me that screening is going to be with us for quite some time, whether it's internal or external. Is that what you're kind of sensing from this as well?
1: Absolutely, Kevin. I think that we will never go back to the old normal Mm, where you know in so many cases patients would call a practice and say or when we're confirming them they would say you know i've got a cold or i'm just getting over the flu and people would say oh sure come on in because we wear ppe Mm -hmm. um, which shouldn't be done so we should always be screening patients for respiratory symptoms COVID 19 or not um so I think we we will have a new normal. We just don't know what that's going to be, and we've we've had several versions of that along the way as we learn more about COVID nineteen. And there's a scary um, new variant out right now the the Delta variant, which is said to be the most infectious of any of the strains of SARS CoV two, and it. Tends to cause the worst symptoms. Mm. So the people who are very vulnerable, of course, right now, are those who are not vaccinated. Right, and we're seeing there was a report I think in the Wall Street Journal a couple of days ago that correlates um, increases or steady um, numbers of cases of COVID in states where the vaccine rates are the lowest. so we're going to continue, I think to have hot spots unless we get more people vaccinated.
0: and And we know that that is going to be a struggle, you know and, and we know mm-hmm. how it has become a very political thing in some instances, but we know that there are some parts of the country and some some people that are just going to refuse this. So so knowing that is it enough to do as you mentioned the, the digital thermometers and the scanning and to make uh, to document I'm assuming that you have to document both patients and team members yes. that they've gone through this for the day and keep that documentation around correct
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The CDC um, mentions uh, in their guidance that it should be recorded. And we know that from some of the OSHA inspections that have been done um, in dental offices during the pandemic, that OSHA was looking for records that they patients had been screened. And I I think the other thing that's kind of getting lost in all the the craziness right now is the fact that OSHA has initiated this national emphasis program, which is to enforce COVID safety in high risk settings. And dentistry is considered to be a Mm -hmm. high risk setting. So these dental practices are at risk, if you will, of having an unannounced OSHA inspection and they've got to have their covid-19 precautions in place in order to pass that that inspection so there's lots of things swirling around <laughs> us right now. <laughs> it,
0: it, it, and that's such a good point because, you know, I, I know we have read about practices that have been fined by OSHA uh, during the pandemic. And of course, we know dental practices are trying to dig out of uh, the financial uh, toughness that, that was the pandemic as well. However, as you said, this is not a time to think, oh, this can't happen to me. Uh, it's a time maybe to be more vigilant and, and more document focused than, than you ever have.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because not only um, would OSHA look at what are a practice's safety plans and protocols for protection of workers from COVID 19, if they see other things that are other violations potentially of bloodborne pathogens or the hazard communication standard, they are at risk of being cited for. Infractions of those standards Mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, this is the time when everybody needs to dust off the OSHA manual. (laughs) Um, Maybe if you purchased one and you've never really looked at it, get it out of the shrink wrap. There
0: you go. There you go.
1: (laughs) Make sure everything is where it needs to be.
0: You know, and, and and there's a real key point that that you made is that there there's there's this moving target, for lack of a better term, with OSHA, and we know that some things may change after the uh, the period where people can give their comments and everything else. Mm-hmm. But the CDC guidelines have not changed. I mean, I'm just making sure that I've got that right.
1: No, they have not not since December of 2020. However, um, at the OSAP conference a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, the um, members of the oral health division for the CDC stated that there should be an update to this guidance within a couple of weeks. Mm. So we're kind of at that time frame now. So I'm expecting that we're gonna see an update relatively soon um, to those CDC guidelines. And again, we, we still hear people say, well, we don't have to follow them because they're just recommendations, mm-hmm. but they, OSHA expects us to be following those guidelines. It, it states right in the OSHA enforcement guidelines that all CDC guidelines must be followed. So
0: important. Yeah, exactly.
1: So CDC can't mandate anything because they're not a regulatory agency, but they set the standards and we have to follow the standards.
0: Yeah, it's funny how that works. You know, we have we have to follow the science. We have to follow the standards. It's just what we have to do in this day and age. We uh, do. We do. So, Mary, I know that you and your colleagues have. We've just skimmed the surface on this, and I think there's going to be a lot of dental assistants out there who are those OSHA contacts within Praxis are going to be like, "Wait, what?" And mm-hmm. and they're still kind of digging for information. But luckily, you and and some of your and my uh, dear friends have have put something really cool together and I want to make sure they know about your podcast where you all really dove into this.
1: Oh, all right. Thank you. Well, yes. um, Olivia Wan, Linda Harvey, Leslie Canham and I um, throughout the entire um, COVID pandemic have been collaborating on making sure we get out accurate information. So we have a podcast called The Compliance Divas and any of our your listeners can go to thecompliancedivas.com and subscribe to the podcast. We have the latest one that we have posted this week is about this emergency temporary standard. And we are poised as soon as the new um, CDC guidelines come out, we're going to have a town hall um, webcast so that everybody can um, access that that really delves into what are the changes, what stays the same, and what do we need to do? So divas.com.
0: And it's, uh, again, such a great resource. So, four great minds in dental infection control coming together to give you the latest information. And that's what it's all about, as we talk about so often here on the podcast, are finding resources that you know are solid information. Mary uh, and her colleagues were at the OSAP uh, annual meeting. And I know just from talking to, uh, our dear friend Leslie, uh, whenever we were together this past weekend in a meeting, I know as always, a OSAP is such a great resource, but Mm. B there was so much information that came out there. And as you said, we're on the cusp, it sounds like of more changes that everybody's going to stay on top of.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think another suggestion, and I know you talk about this frequently that if our dental assistant, um, or other listeners out there um, want to become members of OSAP, they most certainly can yeah. to access that information. So they can go to osap.org, O-R-G, and see all the resources that are available through OSAP.
0: So we want them to go to OSAP. We want them to dust off those OSHA manuals. Yeah. Uh, but Mary, if there's one takeaway that you really want these assistants, who maybe those OSHA contacts in the practice, to take away from this, what would that be?
1: That would be that unless you are screening your employees and your patients for COVID-19 symptoms, and unless you are making sure that no one comes into your practice that is known or suspected to have COVID-19, you are not exempt from this standard. So Mm -hmm. if you stopped screening your patients, you got to start it again. And I know that... There may be some resistance to patients. I'm hearing there's resistance from patients about wearing masks in the facility. And just because masks requirements have been dropped for public settings, that doesn't apply to healthcare settings. So patients coming into the practice still need to wear a face mask. And so that's never a fun thing to have to enforce with patients, but they need to be doing that.
0: And that's that's a tough conversation. And you're right. I've I've already heard from assistants who are are having that battle. I've heard from front office folks. You know, the the mask mandate, as you said, maybe uh, as far as the state goes, but still, you know, whenever I flew back uh, from Georgia this past weekend, we still had mm-hmm. to wear the, the the mask in the airport. And you know, there there are places where it just has to be done, and that includes coming into a dental practice. Absolutely, it Well, Mary Gavoni, a dear friend of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, as well as dental assistants all over the place. Uh, Mary, thank you so much for your time. And I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to listening to that podcast because God bless you all for keeping on top of things that all of us are kind of scratching our heads about.
1: Yeah, thank you. It it takes a village um, (laughs) to try to maintain all this. So, yeah, we try to we try to do our best to stay on top. It's become a 24-7 thing lately, but but we're hanging in there.
0: Well, and we're very thankful you are, and certainly uh, we're cheerleading uh, for you from the sidelines. I promise you that. Uh, but <laughs> dental assistants, people like Mary, uh, people like OSAP, uh, people like Leslie and Olivia, uh, you know, uh, Linda, all these people that we bring on to the podcast, we bring them on because they're the experts. They're the ones that you need to be listening to rather than going on a Facebook group and asking. Uh, you know, Make sure that you're getting trusted, good information, not just information that's convenient because these are very important times on a number of levels, not only for you, uh, your safety, but also your career and your practices livelihood as well. So with all that in mind, we're going to wrap up this issue of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. Kevin Henry signing off, Thanking you so much for listening. Together we rise and we know how important information is. And thank you for coming to Dental Assistant Nation to get your correct information. Have a great rest of the day.